So that's why I love Wheel of Fortune so much. Makes me feel like a genius. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving! Glad to have you all here. I'm Pastor Kyle Thompson. Just uh, hope you've had a wonderful week, a good weekend with family and friends and just giving thanks to God. Uh, I thought that'd be a fun, light way to kind of just celebrate this season that we're in. Uh, Thanksgiving brings back lots of different memories for all of us, I'm sure. Some good, some challenging. Uh, I remember when I was young and growing up that my parents had a tradition that whenever my brother and I got any gifts for Christmas or our birthdays or you know graduations or anything like that, the first thing that they made us do before we could really enjoy them was to sit down and write a handwritten thank you note. And uh, at the time, that was like torture for me and for my brother. And so my mom would you know get out the list and she'd have the names and the address. And so we'd write a little form letter uh, on one piece of paper, and then we'd start writing in the thank you notes, dear, and you'd fill in the blank, Joe, thank you for the toy that you gave me. And, and we'd kind of grind through that, and we you know, were kind of begrudgingly having to do that. Um, and so we'd ask them, you know, my parents, why do we have to do this? And of course, they'd give us all kinds of reasons and answers, uh, but it was never really the most fun thing that we wanted to do. And so, you know, why is it that we have to express thanks to people? Don't they give to us freely out of joy, and they're not looking for a pat on the back? You know, why do we have to sit down and, and do this? But You know, looking back now, I'm grateful that my mom and dad instilled that in me because I think it is important for us to share gratitude and let people know that we appreciate the efforts that they go to make our lives better. And so I'm guessing that's why we have an entire holiday in our country to sit and stop and take a time out for Thanksgiving. But maybe the cynic in some of us is still there, kind of like me when I was growing up. Why do we have to express thanks? Don't people do things for us out of the goodness of their hearts? They're not looking for that extra appreciation or the pat on the back. So why do we do that? And why do we have an entire holiday to do that? If we're supposed to give thanks, shouldn't we do that every day of the year? Why just once a year? And, And for some of us, Thanksgiving might be stressful and we don't really feel very thankful. We're kind of forced into stressful situations. We're running here, we're running there. We have to deal with dysfunctional family dynamics. And so maybe we don't feel thankful on Thanksgiving. So today I'd like for us to maybe explore why is it that we are supposed to give thanks? What should that look like? And what's the underlying purpose? And I think the best place to go for that, to start for that, is the Bible. Because in the Bible, God tells us to give thanks. Over 70 times in Scripture, it says to give thanks in one form or another. And so if God's saying that's important for us, why is that? And so I thought we could dive into that today. And we're going to spend some time in the New Testament uh, in the book of Philippians. Uh, Philippians was written by a man named Paul who was a pastor in the first century. He founded a lot of Christian churches uh, in the New Testament times in the first century, and he wrote most of the New Testament. And so what he did was, as he started churches and he moved on to start other churches, he would write letters back to the other churches that that he started and just kind of encourage them and and give them advice. And so we, we put those letters into the Bible, and most of the New Testament is made up of Paul's letters to these churches. And so today, we're going to be in the, the book of Philippians, which was a letter uh, to uh, the church in Philippi. Actually, it's we think, scholars think, that it's about three letters kind of mashed up into one. 
Uh, and it's written to this church in Philippi, which is in Asia Minor, uh, and it was uh, a Roman colony. So this is probably in the, somewhere around the year 50, 58 uh, A.D. that Paul's writing this letter to the Philippian church, a Roman colony. Uh, and in this first century church, women played a very prominent role in the church in Philippi, which was a unique thing in the first century world. And so that's a kind of a special thing. And, and Paul's in a unique circumstance. He's in jail. And he's in jail, and he's writing to the Philippians. He's also with Timothy, who is a young pastor. And so Paul's in prison, and he's writing to his church. And we're going to see Paul give us an example of what it means to really share thanks with people in your life that you care about. So let's go back into the first century, uh, to the church at Philippi. Paul's writing from prison to this church that he loves, that he started and he's trying to encourage them. And so um, there's some things going on in that church that Paul, one of his messages, key messages in Philippians is unity. Because there's factions in the church and Paul's trying to unite the church. And, and this is how he begins his letter. Philippians chapter 1 beginning with verse 1. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, Together with the overseers and deacons. Another word for overseer is bishop. This is the first time in the New Testament or in the Bible that we see the words bishops and deacons. Uh, they are leadership roles in the church. We will also later see elders. Uh, their job descriptions are kind of loosely defined. And that's why in different churches today, bishops and elders and deacons all look a little different between the Baptist church and the Methodist church and the Catholic church. In our tradition, I'm an elder. Pastor Nancy is a deacon. And so just a little bit of church history there. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul always starts out with sharing the love of Christ with those that he writes to. I thank my God every time I remember you. So Paul says to his congregation, I love you so much that every time I think about you, I give thanks to God. And I'm sure that Paul has lots of wonderful things to share with God about the people in the congregation. And, and, and the congregation of Philippi is just like any congregation. It also has challenges. It also has frustrations. And so I think it's really cool that Paul says, in the midst of everything that we're going through, I love you so much. Every time I think of you, through the good times and the bad, I give God thanks to you. And I just think that's very special. In all my prayers for all of you, I always Always pray with joy, right? So I, I have joy in you, congregation. I lift that up to God today because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, right? We're in this together, right? We started out together. We're, we're, we stayed together. We're in this together. It's such a joy to serve God with you together, even when we're not together physically. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to the completion of until the day of Christ Jesus, right? Jesus has done something well in the Philippian church. Jesus has started something well, and he's going to see it through until he comes back in all of his glory. And so God has started something well in the church. God's going to finish something well in the church. God has started something well in South Park Church. God's going to see that through, and we're going to continue to celebrate and to give God thanks and praise. It's right for me to feel this way about all of you. Since I have you in my heart and whether I'm in chains, right? I'm in prison, right? I still have joy for what we're doing together or defending and confirming the gospel. All of you share in God's grace with me, right? 
in the midst of great times in the church, in the midst of persecution, in the, in the midst of bumps and surprises and challenges, we can still give God thanks for each other and for this ministry that he's called us to, to share the good news of Jesus with the rest of the world and in the community. And I just I love that spirit about Paul that he shares with his congregation. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. I would like to get out of jail and come see you guys again, so, so pray for me. I'd like, I'd like to see that. So Paul's encouraging them there to do that. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth and insight. Right? Continue to study the scriptures. Continue to go deep with God. Continue to be in, in your groups and worship and, and come and, and just thirst and hunger for God. So that you may be able to discern what is best. Right? We have decisions to make in the world. And how are we going to make those decisions as followers of Jesus? And that you may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Jesus is coming back and we want to be ready for that. Filled with the fruit of righteousness. Righteousness means right living. That comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. I love how Paul starts his letter. He starts most all of his letters like this to the churches. And I think as we think about what are some of the key characteristics that, that Paul writes here is, is that his letters are, are very specific and they're very personal. And, and he names specific things for each situation. And so this is not a form letter, right? Like Pastor Kyle filling in, Dear John, thank you for the gift. Uh, love Kyle, right? right? Paul writes specifically to specific situations, and he lets the people know what he thinks. And he's honest, and he's genuine, uh, and, and, and this is the way that I think God calls us to express our gratitude, right? Paul knew the people. He loved the people. He named what was going on. He talked about the good. He talked about, you know, the bad of being in, in prison and all that kind of stuff. And, and he shared his heartfelt <coughs> gratitude. It was specific. It was personal. It was honest. And I think, you know, if we want an example of what it looks like to give gratitude, especially in all circumstances, right? There were some good things happening. There were some challenging things happening. Paul is the one to look to. And I think he just gives us quite an example here today. And so as we're thinking about, okay, so what? So what does this mean in my life, right? I'm in the 21st century. Pastor Kyle's not in prison. We're sitting here in our comfy seats, right? What does it mean? What, what is Paul trying to say to us? How can we walk away out of here today with something? What, what is the point? What's the big idea? What's going on, right? And so I've got a catchy little phrase. You might think it's corny and goofy, but uh, this is what I think that we can learn from Paul today, is to have an attitude of gratitude without platitudes, to have an attitude of gratitude without platitude. Say that with me. Have an attitude of gratitude without platitudes. Right? Do you all know what a platitude is? We've got a definition here from the internet because that means it's obviously right because it's in, in print on the internet. Uh, it's a remark or a statement that has been used too often to be interesting or thoughtful. Right? It's something that we say a million times, and when we say it a million times, people just, they don't hear it. And so, you know, I'm so blessed, right? I mean, I know that mean, people mean well by that, but what does that mean? And, you know, just things that we say all the time that people hear it so much that they don't really believe it anymore. And I think, so what Paul is doing is, he is grateful. He has an attitude of being grateful, even in very difficult circumstance. He's in prison. That can't be beautiful or fun. Or, but when he writes, he doesn't just throw out bumper sticker kind of thank yous. 
he writes a letter and he writes a personal letter and he makes it unique for that that congregation at that point in time. And so it's a special thing. So as we think about having an attitude of gratitude with God, as we think about having an attitude of gratitude with each other, you know, how can we do that in a way that's not just rote or we're having to go through the motions? It's where we stop and we really make it personal and we, we say specifically to the people in our lives why it is that we're grateful that they're a part of who we are and, and part of our lives. And so to have an attitude of gratitude without platitudes, right? Taking the time to make it personal. And I think that's, that's amazing. And so, you know, you know, again, thinking back to when I was a kid and my mom and dad were making me write all these handwritten notes and all that kind of stuff and how I really resented that. The, you know, the older I got, the more I really began to enjoy that. And I began to think about the relationships, you know, my grandmother, my grandfather, or, you know, my aunts or uncles or some of the family friends that were really generous to me and to my brother and, and to really, you know, take a moment and, and really be grateful to say, you know what, thank you so much. I love you. This is a nice way that you've honored me. And, and so I developed a better appreciation for that. And I still try to kind of, my mom and dad have kind of instilled this thing to try and really kind of share that gratitude in an ongoing way still in my life today. And, you know, from the other side of that, from now being a grown-up adult who also gives gifts to other people, uh, it's nice to hear a gratitude return in, in, in kind. Now, that's not why we give, right? We don't give to get the pat on the back. But, you know, sometimes it's nice to know that the gift has been received and is appreciated. And so Laura and I, you know, we give gifts to, we've got a godson, we've got, you know, nieces and nephews, we've, we've got, you know, friends of who we grew up with and their kids are graduating. And, you know, and so, you know, when we send out gifts to these, these folks, you know, we do that with joy in our hearts. And, and sometimes you don't hear back from that. And, you know, honestly, you know, I wonder, well, did they receive the gift? Right. And so or they think, oh, mean Mr. Grinch, Uncle Kyle didn't send me anything for Christmas. Right. Because they don't let us know if they got that. And, you know, uh, and, and then sometimes, you know, the cynical side of yourself is like, you know, you little brat, don't you appreciate what we did? Could you at least, you know, shoot me a text or send me an email or next time I see you say, hey, thanks. I got the, you know, the, the uh, iTunes gift card. Love it. Right. Bought some really cool music with that. So there's that human side that says, you know, do you really care that we've done something for you? And. Um, and that's probably not the best thing, an attitude to have. But, but when people do respond and say, hey, thanks so much, that gift meant the world to me. You know, it, it's good to know that they received it. It's good to know that they appreciated that. And so uh, also, next time that we give gifts, gifts, who gets the bigger gift? No, I'm just kidding. We don't do that. We don't do that. <laughs> But uh, so anyway, uh, just recently, uh, a guy that I grew up with, one of my best friends growing up through high school, we've kind of stayed connected. I uh, haven't seen him in a while, though, since we've, we've moved away from each other. But his son, the last time I saw him, was just a toddler. He uh, just graduated from high school. And so uh, he sent one of the high school graduation announcement kind of things. And so Laura and I sent him, you know, a, a check to say congratulations. You know, uh, I had so much fun with your dad. We need to get together, have some stories. I can share those with you. Good luck. You know, I know that God has great plans for your life, that kind of thing. And uh, he wrote me back. He wrote Laura me back. We got a picture of that up here. Um, <laughs> Dear Kyle, thank you for the acknowledgement. I hope to catch up with you 
uh, one day and hear more about how my dad was really growing up <laughs> with Love Davis, right? And so it's not a novel, uh, but it's, it was an attitude of gratitude from an a, you know, 18-year-old kid uh, writing it out by hand, and uh, he made it personal. And so you know, that, was, that was special. If he didn't write it back, you know, that's okay. We gave the gift, but it did you know, really make a, a, a difference. And so we were grateful to receive that. And, and it, I think what it also does is it helps, it kind of like deepens the relationship. You know, it's this reciprocal kind of a thing. Uh, and so Laura and I are trying to instill this in our boys who are 10 and 5, um, or 10 and 6. And it's, uh, it's challenging uh, a little bit to do that. But what was really cool was uh, they just gave a gift to one of their friends um, uh, about their age. And the other day in the mail uh, received this thank you note from him. And it was really special. So, dear Luke and Nathan, thank you for the mini Lego set. It was nice of you to think of me, your friend. And isn't that cool? And, you know, that, that, that guy has great parents. And uh, I think it's really cool that they're instilling this into their son. And how neat for my boys to receive that. Uh, and again, it was personalized, and he writes what he received, and you know he cares about them, and so uh, it's a great thing to model uh, to my children. But it also, it, I think, it helps us grow closer in our relationships and reciprocal kind of things. And so, to have an attitude of gratitude without platitudes, make it personal. Uh, I, I just think good things come from that. And I think, you know, one, God calls us to do that. Again, in Scripture, over 70 times where God encourages us to share thanks with each other uh, or with God, to give thanks for the many blessings that, that we have received. And I think when we do that, it, it deepens the relationships. It acknowledges the generosity that others have for us. And it's just, it's a win win situation. You know, and, and another thing, especially when, when you think about our relationship with God and thanking God for the many things that, that God has done for us, not only is, is it a nice thing to do for someone who's done something nice for us, but I think God asks us to be grateful and to share thanks with others because it actually is good for us to do that. You know, the other day I was feeling just really stressed out with a lot of stuff going on and just was in a bad mood. And, uh, and I just, you know, something inside of me just made me kind of stop, stop my griping, stop my grumbling, and just start talking to God inside my head and just making a list of the wonderful things that God has blessed me with in my life. And that list just went on and on and on and on. And through the midst of thanking God and truly just naming the things that I take for granted from relationships with people to my job as, and, and calling as a pastor uh, to seeing the sunshine to being able to walk around outside to having clothes on my body, uh, even ugly sweaters that you guys have let me wear at church. Um, my attitude was so different. Uh, from when I started that prayer to when I ended that prayer. And yeah, the stress was still there and I still had stuff to deal with. But when, when you lined it up against all the many great things that God's done for me in my life, um, it was dwarfed by that. And I just, I, I had a better day because of that. And, and I think that's one thing that Thanksgiving does is it reminds us to stop and to truly thank God and to thank the people in our lives for, for what they have done for us, for what they mean to us. And it just resets our perspective, right? Because our lives are so inundated with what we don't have. And, 
and the things that we're missing or the things that are wrong or the things that are broken or if only you'll buy this, then you'll be happy, right? When we have so much stuff to be grateful for. I think that's one reason that God calls us to stop and to give thanks. So, your homework, if you will choose to accept it, is I'd like to invite you to write two thank you notes. Okay, two thank you notes this week. And we've got stationery out in the lobby, South Park Church on it. And you can write about, hey, my pastor talked about giving thanks or whatever you want to write. But I want to invite you to write, invite, to write two thank you notes. One is to somebody, somebody in your life um, that just means a lot to you, has done something great for you, just to sit down and, again, make it personal, no platitudes, just the attitude of gratitude. Hey, I'm grateful for you because I love you, whatever, and send that to them. And the other one is to sit down and to write a thank you note to God. Um, I, I think a lot of us pray. I think a lot of us pray out loud. I think a lot of us uh, pray in our heads. And that's absolutely cool and keep doing that. But I think it, to write something down might be a different experience for us to put down in writing some of the things that God's done for us. And I, I think that's going to be very special. Now, where do you mail that? I don't know. Uh, maybe you stick that in your Bible and read it you know, next month or next year and, 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 and see what you're grateful for. And maybe that's a way to help us grow closer to God. So just would invite you to do that is to do two thank you notes this week, one for somebody, one for God. And just think of all the wonderful things, how God's created us in God's image, how he's given us life to the full, given us joy and peace. He died for us to take away our guilt and our shame. He wants us to live forever. I mean, there's just so many things, the people in our lives, all the wonderful things that God has given us, our church, that we're making a difference in our community for Jesus. It's just a, a wonderful opportunity, right? And, and handwritten notes is not the only thing that, that you can do. I mean, I think sometimes when we can say thank you to someone in person, I mean, that's the most special way that we can do that. But, but sometimes that's not, not possible, or sometimes we have a hard time putting that into words, so that's why we write. I think it's okay to send somebody a text message. I think some, it's okay to send somebody an email, and those emails can be long and detailed or short or whatever. I think the challenging thing with email communication is, at least in my life, when I send a thank you to somebody and they say, well, thank you, I say, well, no, thank you, and no, thank you. And we've emailed each other like 10 times to say thank you, right? <laughs> so you can kind of fall into that trap. But however it is that God calls you to express yourself, that's the point is thank two people this week, one person, and thank God this week, and, and, and however it makes you feel. And what if we all did this? Right? What if we all did this? I, I think we would all feel that we were appreciated more by, by people in our lives, I think we would feel closer to each other, that our relationships would deepen. And I think we'd feel a lot more optimistic and hopeful and just good about our lives when we sit down and we stop and we list all these things that God's done for us and what other people have done for us. And, and we, we hold that up against all of our stresses and, and challenges. And I think it just helps our mindsets be much more positive when we have an attitude of gratitude without platitudes, right? And so as your pastor, right, if, if I'm writing to um, the South Parkins or whatever, South Parkians or whatever that would become Philippians, I mean, there's so much that I can just say thank you for. It's such a privilege to be uh, in ministry with you. And I just, I can't tell you how much I love and appreciate you. I, I could go on and on, but I'll give it a shot for some highlights. I just, I'm, I'm so grateful to you for how you are so bold and willing to do anything, anything to reach people for Jesus in our community. 
Right? We've changed our name. We've torn down our building. We've changed our leadership structure. We, we've, done, we've gone through so many bumps in the road and challenges over the past few years. And you all do that because you love each other, you love God, and you want our community to, to know the love of Jesus Christ. And just there's no other churches doing stuff like we're doing. And I'm just, I'm so grateful to you for your heart. I'm so grateful to you for your perseverance. I'm so grateful that, you know, you don't like everything that we're doing, but you believe in the the mission that God's given us, and and you show up week after week, and you're so generous with your time and your resources. And and this is a special church, and I'm just grateful to be able to be on this journey with you. I'm grateful for the many ministries that, that we make possible for adults and students and children. I'm grateful for all of you who make the rigors of mobile church possible, right? Mobile church is not for sissies. This is crazy, like setting up and taking down and doing all the AVL and having our kids in another theater. And it's not easy, but we do it because we have a vision and and we know we're going to do it for a short amount of time. That's a good thing. But you all make that possible. I'm grateful for our hearts for outreach. Like, you know, we're doing Room at the Inn again. Uh, we feed people uptown in, in the shelters. We're providing clean water to the people of Haiti. Uh, we rescue people from human trafficking. We, we help sponsor two church plants that are reaching people who are living in poverty or battling addictions. And I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I'm thankful for our small group leaders and participants and how we love and thirst for God and we want to go deeper into the scriptures. And I'm just, I'm grateful for being a part of a, a church that's so vibrant and so alive and wants to make a difference for Jesus in the world. And I'm grateful for your expressions to me and to my wife and children, how you love Laura and you love Luke and Nathan and how you encourage us and you support us. And I love that you are forgiving of me as your pastor when I blow it and get it wrong and and make bad choices and that we continue to come together because there's something bigger and that's Jesus and his saving power. And it's just amazing. So South Park Church, thank you. I love you. And God has done a good thing here that he's going to see through. And and it's just incredible. So on this Thanksgiving weekend, I invite you to have an attitude of gratitude without platitude. Uh, Thank you for worshiping here. Thank you for listening today. Uh, And happy Thanksgiving in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.